roaming back, everybody. I really just want to take the time right now to thank everyone who took a listen to my very first episode. So yeah, this episode is our very first themed episode, and I personally think it's a juicy one. Tonight we're talking about anxiety and panic attacks, and thank goodness that this intro music is so soothing. Am I right? Because honestly... I just find that so many people around me and in my circle are suffering with anxiety and panic attacks and I am definitely in that boat. I find I just feel like I'm a different person um, based on different circumstances that have brought me to where I am today and a lot of that has to do with a chapter that opened my reality to what anxiety and panic attacks um, do to an individual and how it can impact your day-to-day life. And so first and foremost, if you suffer from anxiety and panic attacks, I want you to know that you're not alone. And I, you know, sometimes I feel like that, especially when I live on my own, but I want you to know that if you ever need to reach out to somebody and you feel comfortable, just please feel free to reach out to me for a chat. I'm always open and willing. So yeah, that's just a little intro that I want to put in. But As you can tell by the tone of this episode, it's going to be a little bit more serious and that's going to be, you know, different episodes are going to have different tones to them, but this second episode, I think I just really need to get off my chest because like I said, this podcast is about exploring and just letting everything out. So this has been weighing on me and I want to just share it. So it's a more serious one, but we'll go with it. But yeah, anxiety and panic attacks. What a thing that the body goes through. Like growing up, I... I felt like I suffered from a normal amount of anxiety, like I would be a little nervous or anxious about a test or a little anxious to present, you know, a presentation in front of my class, but it was never something that would be like debilitating or full-blown body takeover sense of panic or anxiety that I like legit could have control. So honestly, like I always heard about people suffering from major bouts of anxiety and panic attacks, but I just like never honestly could relate. But now I approach that topic completely differently and it's because I suffer with it. Like I know exactly what they're going through and it sucks. It's like not great. It's honestly debilitating and it makes you feel not yourself, which is the most, I think, painful thing that I realized when I first had anxiety because I'm an A-type person. I like to know and control things that I can. And when the one thing that you can't control is your body it is so like what's the word it's just like so real and raw and just awful and it's just like oh I can't it's hard to explain if you can't if you don't go through it or you don't have anxiety or panic attacks and it's just crazy it's a crazy feeling and I hope that you know if you're going through it it's it gets better and it's just yeah so anyways this episode is just talking about my first experience with anxiety and panic attacks And what kind of caused it, I think, was the tipping point. And then kind of what my coping methods are. And maybe those coping methods could help you if you're suffering with it. But yeah, so my first true full-blown anxiety attack was when I moved to Ottawa after my undergraduate degree. And the day I finished my my degree, I, you know, was the same day that I moved to this big new city. I was under a lot of pressure during this season of my life. You know, I had just finished university. I was moving away from the most amazing friends and community. The only thing really that I knew for four years and the only chapter in my life that I really felt like I became 
I, I grew into my own. Like I, I felt like my, my personal self, I, I knew who I was. I was further away from my parents that were in Toronto and I just like, I was starting a new job and was living in a completely new city. So everything was lining up to be a complete storm and I should outline that everyone in my family hates change. We like cannot handle it. It's just too much. Like my cousin and I always talk about it. We're like, wow, we hate change. We cry for days. It's a lot and we just get through it. But for some reason, this little change in chapter of my life was so fresh in this way with so many changes. And again, like it was just a perfect storm for my anxiety to flourish. So I remember my first day in Ottawa and it was literally the, I I had just finished my last exam and I had just like moved all my furniture into the U-Haul. My dad picked me up and we drove straight to Ottawa. Like I didn't even have a day to process what was really happening. So I remember my dad dropped me off and he helped me to get settled in my rental apartment. And we went grocery shopping before he drove, you know, hours back to Toronto. And I remember, honestly, being in the dairy aisle, looking at the milk, and I sobbed uncontrollably. I was like in public. I was just like, I don't even freaking care anymore. Like, I'm just going to cry and I don't care who sees. I don't know these people. I'm never going to see them again. Like people were walking by me and I just broke down in public. I legit could not stop myself. My dad was obviously amazing about the whole situation, but it was just the start of a chapter in my life that I now realize was a tipping point to everything that I now deal with and have to cope with um, every day. But anyways, when we got back to the rental apartment, we said our goodbyes and I sat on my bed and just stared at the wall. And I remember thinking like, what the heck am I doing? I don't feel myself. I haven't had a single day for a break between two major life changes and I honestly miss home already. And it was honestly the lowest I've ever felt. And it wasn't this anxiety yet. Like I just felt, you know when you just feel like alone? Like you're just like, I have no support network except for, you know, my cousin luckily was in the same city as I was, but it was just so like your whole network that you have and you built was just gone. It was like a grieving process in a sense. But I moved to Ottawa to start an internship on Parliament Hill, and it was honestly my dream job right out of university. I had just finished my my degree in politics, and I was like, wow, like I feel really blessed to be able to apply this degree right away in the most political city in Canada. Like, how much better can this get? Like, I'm living the dream at this point. And going into the internship, I felt confident. I felt like I knew a lot about politics. Like, how couldn't I when I was just in my undergraduate degree for four years, every single day of my life studying politics. Like I really truly felt prepared to handle anything that was thrown at me in this political realm, which made me feel more at ease with everything. It made me feel like, yeah, I can handle this. Like even though it's a little strange right now and I feel alone, like I'll grow into my own and I'll feel better. But I was extremely wrong. (laughs) Like that first day of the internship was unlike anything I had experienced before. I... I honestly felt like an imposter in my own body. Like I was surrounded by all these other interns that were talented and smart and just knew a billion things like about politics and government than I ever knew or could. Like it was just insane the amount of information that they had. Like they could rhyme off members of parliament from different ridings in Canada and just could stand there and be like, yeah, like this is this person and this is what they've done and they're on this committee. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I know who the prime minister is. <laughs> like I literally felt like I had just gone to a basic introductory politics undergraduate degree. Like I just 
was not at their level. But honestly, like looking back in reality, I knew more than, you know, who the prime minister was. But being surrounded by people who were confident and intelligent in a more impressive way than you thought you you presented yourself just made me very anxious. And I just was like, wow, I'm a, I'm an imposter. I'm going to sit at the back. Like, nice knowing all of you. Like, I'm not going to last a second more in this situation. But um, I went to my job. I, I worked with the MP, uh, the member of parliament, and it was great. Like, he was wonderful. And that first week, I learned a lot. And so anyway, so all of these circumstances of moving to a new city and being surrounded by all these amazingly talented people and you feeling like an imposter was honestly the tipping point for the end of the week and the end of this first week I knew something wasn't normal with my own body I I just felt you know when you're looking out like you're you're just watching your life happen and you're not really processing it you're like oh like it's not really an out-of-body experience you're just like just going with emotions you just don't register anything that's how I kind of felt felt um And the night of my first anxiety attack, I made dinner and I couldn't really eat anything. I just felt sick. Like I was just like, I just don't feel myself. I'm just going to go to bed. And I remember lying down on my bed and I, I could feel first my toes and my hands, like my extremities started to seize up. And it just felt like, you know, the tingly feeling you have after you've been out in the cold and you just feel like you just can't really feel your hands and feet. You just feel tingly. That's the way it felt. And it just traveled up my body and into my chest. And it made my lungs and my ribs just like tighten up. And I just couldn't really breathe properly. Like I, I was having trouble breathing. I just felt very panicked and I didn't know how to control it. I was like, how, what the hell is happening? Like, I've never felt like this before. My, my body is shutting down. And I think I'm like, I'm like gonna die like that's basically what I thought and with this thought when you panic you have your heart starts racing and you start sweating and you can't swallow and you're like this is just awful and with my heart racing I it truly felt and if you suffer with anxiety and panic attacks it probably feels this way too it feels like you're having a heart attack honestly like you can't feel any part of your body except for your heart and your breathing and you're like wow I'm legit having a heart attack so I remember calling 911 because I didn't feel myself and I was like, I'm legit dying. The nurse said to me, she's like, you know, you've, you've suffered with a panic attack. In that moment, I was like, wow, it's a real thing. Like it's a real full body experience where your body is fighting for its life. And that's literally the way it feels. The rest of the summer, I just felt more on edge, if anything. Like I wasn't more relieved knowing that I just suffer with anxiety. I was like, oh, like we're cured, like this is it. Like I actually had to live with that experience, you know, potentially for the rest of my life. And I became more anxious at the thought of having more anxiety throughout the summer. Like I, my body was creating this awful cyclical effect where I was scared of nothing until it manifested itself into something real. Like I was like, oh, I'm scared it's gonna happen. Oh wait, it's happening. Like every single time so i i was able to complete the internship i did really well like i i have you know the reference and i had a great experience from the member of parliament and i i learned so much from both my peers and the member of parliament that i worked for um and it really made me want to do a master's degree in political management which i finished um a couple of years ago but that summer 
having that experience was scary. And to be honest, I know looking back, it's the tipping point that opened my body up to more anxiety attacks and panic attacks um, a couple of years after that. Like that first year I had anxiety attacks probably every other week. And it was like I had opened up a floodgate of emotions that were waiting all these years to be released. And it happens. Like I know like I'm not the only one that goes through it but in that moment when you first discover that you're you have anxiety or you you're going through panic attacks it's a very scary and real thing and you do really do feel alone but going through it and living with it like you kind of figure out what your triggers are and what kind of puts you in those situations of creating anxiety so throughout that summer I realized like when I was on a bus or you know, if I was even in a restaurant, like somewhere where I was stuck and I couldn't really leave, like I had to pay a bill in a restaurant or I was in the middle of a booth or, um, if the bus ride was full of people and I was scared to not get off on my stop, like I knew that was when I had the most anxiety and I'm currently in a place, um, where I don't suffer to the same extreme with panic attacks or anxiety. I think this is because, you know, again, I've learned how to manage my anxiety and I can understand my triggers and I remove myself from situations that can lead to it. But I haven't had an attack in three years, but I know that this isn't to say that it won't come back. And I know that that situation that I put myself in, in that new chapter was really like a lot. (laughs) It was like, okay, like everything that could possibly change in your entire life, let's just put it all into one week. (laughs) Like it wasn't conducive to anything positive. I don't think like, except for, you know, the experiences, whatever, but in that mental state, I, I was not ready and I should have been more aware of that, but my body told me I wasn't and I had to listen, you know, I just had to go with the flow on that part. Um, my coping methods. So going into it, I, I want to touch upon, you know, my coping methods and what had helped me cope with my anxiety both then and now. And maybe this will help you if you're going through it and everyone is different. I know that everyone may need different, um, techniques to help them get through what they're going through but um if any of these help then i'm more than willing to share so the first and foremost thing that i would say was the the most beneficial thing to help me with my anxiety attacks was having a strong support unit so even though i was away from my family and technically you know living on my own and working on my own i really reached out to those near near me and in my family so my cousin, like I said, was in the same city as me, Kaylee. She's great. And I really reached out to her and she was amazing at, you know, keeping me busy in the summer and, you know, catching up and getting to know each other more and just like taking my mind off of the situation that I was going through and just having an amazing summer. So that was great to have her as a support unit. And I also FaceTimed and called my parents and just, or my brother, like anybody that I knew in my family, like they were so understanding and although they weren't there in person to be there to like help me through these attacks I knew that I could call them and I could just breathe on the phone and they would just like chill like they wouldn't like judge me or anything they'd be like okay we're having dinner like if you just want to like sit there with the phone on feel free or if you just want to cry on the phone do it like they were great so um and I also had again my my 110 girls that I relied on and I talked about them before my first podcast so Having just a lot of support and strong unit there um, was really helping, helpful in coping with uh, with anxiety and panic. 
The second thing I would say that really helped me is removing myself from triggering situations. So like I said, being in a bus where I feel like there's a lot of people and I'm going to miss my stop or being stuck in a restaurant, like this changes for each person. But for me, like I'll just sit on the edge of a booth in a restaurant now, or I'll be closer to a bus exit if I can. But if not, like I just, I feel like a little bit different with my anxiety now. Like I can sit normally on the back of a bus and be fine. But if I do feel it coming on, then I'll just remove myself from the situation in the sense of like I'll move closer to an exit if that's the case like but that's the second thing that I've really learned to deal with and cope with and the third thing is honestly breathing techniques so when you're going through a panic attack or an anxiety attack the one thing that you can control and what I've learned that you can control is your breathing And the breathing is a thing that really connects the entire body together. So even though everything seems to be doing its own thing, like your hands and your feet are doing something different than your heart and your breathing, the breathing is the thing that connects the entire body and it weaves everything back together. So I took a lot of yoga and I took a lot of breathing technique like online courses just to like figure out how to breathe properly, which sounds weird, but like just taking deep breaths and holding it in for 10 seconds and then letting it out and doing that over and over until you count to 10 really does help and it's the one thing that your body can control because again it's a fight or flight situation are you going to fight the situation or are you going to flee and then sometimes you can't do either for myself it was parliament hill in the internship like i couldn't fight against it like i had to do what the internship had in store for me Um, and do all the assignments and do all the work so I couldn't really fight it and I couldn't leave it because I had done all this change in preparation and and in my head I was like I don't want to leave like I this is something that I've been dreaming about forever to work on Parliament Hill as a politics student like I'm an idiot if I leave this situation so I think my body was like I can't fight it I can't flee it so I'm just going to break down because that's all I can do right now so For me, breathing techniques was the best situation and best coping mechanism to do because your body is fighting for its life and that's the way it feels because it it can't leave, it can't fight, so it's just fighting internally. So breathing connects everything. So those are my coping methods. Um, It might be different and if you have different ones, feel free to reach out and maybe they'll help me as well. Um, Again, this is a connecting um, environment, so if you want to share, please feel free to do so. But yeah, so I think wrapping it up here, anxiety is real, panic attacks are real, you're not alone, and there are coping methods that can help. Um, I know everyone's situation is different, but there are resources there that can help. There's a lot of online resources too about just self-talk, which is just talking yourself down internally of a situation, Um, and then again, breathing. So yeah, so... I hope this episode, I know it was really heavy, but it has been on my mind and I just wanted to get it off my chest um, because that is me. This is who I am now. I am an anxious, self-conscious person who really cares about how I present myself and how I present um, my work to people. And if that anxiety drives me to be more sensitive and empathetic and understanding of, of other people's situations, then I'll take it any day. Um, But this is what I deal with. And yeah, I just, it's a little bit more real. But anyways, I'm rambling. But I hope you all have a great night, a great weekend. And we'll talk next on the next episode.